Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Minimalist Mornings Podcast. Today's minimalist idea is one that I'm really excited about because I know there are a lot of people who have this trait, my husband included, and it is one of the most frequently asked questions that I get when I talk about minimalism on any social media platform. So today we are going to talk about what to do with sentimental things when someone in your home, maybe that's you, your spouse, a parent, has a sentimental heart. I will also want to preface this by saying that I am not entirely heartless. Yes, I live minimally. I like to keep my space simple, but there are sentimental things that I still like to hold on to. So I will get into that. I think it's important to understand, and like I've said many times before, that living minimally and embracing minimalism can be a very personal thing and different things are going to be valuable or add value to different people. So for some, these sentimental things might be incredibly valuable. And so I don't want to just say, purge it all, get rid of it. I do believe that the things that are valuable to you are important and should be considered in all of this. However, the struggle with sentimental things is that often they are tangible Yes, there's a digital aspect, and I get into that in other episodes, but they're often tangible. This means they take up space, and if you are sentimental and collect things from different stages of life for different people in your family, they fill up boxes, they fill up bins, those bins fill up shelves, and then suddenly things that you might want to go on those shelves or in that storage don't have space and so then they end up in other more open spaces and then your physical spaces become more cluttered and busy and that has larger implications on your mental space and how you feel about everything and so I just first off want to acknowledge that kind of snowball effect and why I think there are ways that you can get creative with storing sentimental things whittling down a little bit what those sentimental things are and so I'm going to give you a few of it, few examples of what I do in my home, and hopefully that gives you a little bit of inspiration uh, for yourself. For each of my children and myself and my husband, I have a box. It I don't even know exactly the measurements. It's from Ikea. I can post a photo of it somewhere sometime. But I have one box, and I suppose the size doesn't really matter in the sense that you could pick a size for yourself and for your family. But each person has a box and my goal is to only keep for that person what can fit in this box. Each person has one and I don't know what I'm going to do with it when my kids get older and move out. Ideally, I give it to them, but if they want me to keep it and store it, that's fine. I also have one for me and my husband's relationship for our marriage um, just to keep some of those like really special things, pieces of our story because that's important to me and those are very valuable to me and they're a piece of the legacy of our family. So I have one box per person, and so I keep things like, you know, the crown that my son wore at his first birthday, his first pair of shoes, some of those really special cards. Cards, oh my goodness, that is a whole other tangent in and of itself, but I keep just some of those things that I just can't bear to part with, and I know it'd be tremendously special for him to have down the line. What he chooses to do with that is totally up to him, and I refuse to be offended if he decides to not keep them because ultimately I'm keeping them so that he can have them or my daughter can have her stuff. Same thing goes for me and my husband. I have taken our sentimental boxes that 
my mom gave to me and his mom gave to him and we have whittled those down and narrowed those down so that we have this like core box of stuff that is still exciting to go through and it's still a reflection of who we are but we're not keeping every single report card that we have or every drawing that we ever did that my mom kept on the note of art and drawing with kids I think it's one of the hardest things because your children draw these pictures and they evolve over time and you see their development and their ideas and little glimpses into their beautiful minds and it's so hard to part with them and also you don't want to part with them and hurt their feelings either but think about this say your child draws one to two pictures every single week every single week for let's say five years 52 times 2 times 5. That's a lot of paper and that's a lot of space that's taken up. I love my son's drawings. I think that that is one of the most special things for me. And so what I have done, and I was inspired by a friend of mine, Michelle, who is a professional organizer, and she recommended taking a picture of the art especially the ones like if they're kind of in a phase and they're drawing a lot of like the same thing over and over again, pick one that really stands out, take a photo of it and save them. I automatically upload them to a chat book that I am building that is in progress. I'm not printing it. I'm going to save it and wait until he's about probably five and there will be like 120 images in it of art that he has done since he started drawing. And I've told him about this and I've told him that this is a plan. This is what I'm doing. And so sometimes if he's really proud of a picture, my son will come to me and say, can you take a picture of this for my art book? And I'll say, of course. And then I do take the photo, upload it, and then I'm going to print it again around when he turns five. And then ideally my plan is that I'm going to print maybe two more of these, three more of these in his time at home. I will have four eight by eight books that exist in his little box that we can go through together instead of sorting through piles and piles of paper. So that is one example of how you can still honor and value these pieces and the work that your children have done and not hold on to every tangible piece of paper. I realize this episode is getting a little bit longer than normal, but I do think that these are kind of important examples when you're diving into getting rid of stuff or purging stuff or sorting through things. Cards, Cards are so hard. If you are married, you probably have a stack of potentially more than 100 cards from showers and your wedding day, congratulations, birthday cards. Every year that goes by, you're getting more cards. It accumulates. It's a lot of space and a lot of paper. I would recommend going through, and it is a task, but going through those stacks of cards and kind of pulling out the ones that really mean a lot to you that when you read them they make you feel something or down the line you know that you're want to you're going to want to come back to that card and remember what that person said a lot of them are probably hi blank name card little spiel love blank there is no reason to hold on to that card and even consider how much The cards are saying the same thing every year. I know I struggle with that. Writing cards. I'm like, how do I just not repeat myself every single year? And I for sure have received cards from people that are so thoughtful each year, but they sort of follow the same pattern and touch on the same things. And so I feel encouraged by them, but I don't need to keep every single one. And the ones that mean the most to me, 
I have held on to. So I have, I have a handful of cards from say a grandparent or my parents. I kept maybe like five from our wedding that were just like really, really thoughtful and spoke to who me and my husband were as people at the time. And that's it. Because really, when do you go through and read your cards? They sit there. They sit in a box until you have to go through them to get rid of them. And if you don't get rid of any, they're going to go back. And when are you going to go through them again? So I do think it's important to be a little bit ruthless because cards add up. It's a lot of space. Suddenly you have a box or two boxes of cards that are sitting there taking up space in your home. That's like a couple square feet you know, that, that does add up over time. So these are just a few examples of ways that you can start simplifying with those sentimental things. I think I should also touch on uh, kids and toys and (laughs) sentimental things with that. It is really hard, I think, to get rid of anything that holds memories of good memories with your children because you cherish them and you want to hold on to these little pieces of their childhood and their growth and but at the same time there are toys that they're not going to play with and they're going to sit there and collect dust and take up space and unless you're planning on having more children which by all means if you are planning on having more children don't stress about holding on to stuff if you don't want to spend money on more I completely understand that but we take a couple of things into consideration when we are getting rid of toys firstly We understand that our children are going to progress into new development and new interests. And unless we keep the things in the space, they're they're not going to remember them or consider them. So what we try to do in our home is, especially when our son gets more gifts, but even throughout the year, we go through the closet, we take a look. Sometimes we'll involve him and say, you know, are there toys in here that maybe we could give to someone else who doesn't have many toys or that you're just really not using very often or not very interested in? he's beginning to participate with us and make some decisions for himself but if he's not we will find the ones that we haven't seen him playing with in a while pull them out put them in a box we cycle them out we take them put them in our downstairs storage and we let them sit there for a few months occasionally he'll say hey where's that thing and we will then we can pull it out and he can play with it again but nine times out of ten he doesn't and then we have this box of toys that he's not hasn't used and likely will not again and that's where we can let it go you know there are those special things I I feel more attached to books than I do to toys I think toys are a little bit harder to hold on to at least for me but again that's personal like maybe you want to create space in your sentimental storage for each child for like a special toy or stuffed animals are hard to I think because kids hold on to them a bit more we're just running into that for the first time Uh, our son has never been like a stuffy or a lovey kind of guy until honestly six months ago and now we're realizing that we're gonna have to navigate this together but again you know it is that thing of involving him in the process and then cycling some out if he doesn't ask for them or doesn't really remember them then off they go to benefit somebody else and so again I keep saying this I know I do but it is something you can make your own if you have a really hard time parting with something that feels sentimental and it feels like you're giving away a little piece of your heart just do it gradually step by step recognizing that there's an a nothing wrong with holding on to some things b your children may or may not find them as significant as you do and that's okay c There are kind of creative ways that you can still remember these important things without 
actually having to hold on to them. Maybe that even looks like taking pictures of your child with specific toys or of specific toys. A page in a book or an actual printed photograph is going to take up much less space than the actual toy itself. So that might be something to consider. And then D, it is beneficial to have less stuff in storage (laughs) because the more stuff you have, the less likely you are going to be to go through it. And the more stuff you have, the less space you have for other things that you might actually need to store. So there you have it. Another slightly more long-winded minimalist idea about what to do with sentimental things. I might need to do a part two on this because there are some things definitely that Um, when it comes to our adult experience of holding on to things I haven't touched on and probably would be helpful too but for now there you have it the sentimental hearts if you've enjoyed what you've heard hit that follow button you'll never miss an episode and leave a review it means the world to me